Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a very long-awaited episode of the Busty Babes. This is a different, slightly different voice to what you see. Um, I thought I'd jump on and do the disclaimer today, just for a change. Um, just wanted to let you know that there is explicit language within this episode, as well as content of mature nature. Um, what do we talk about? <laughs> what don't we talk about? Uh, we do talk about um, like sexual things. <laughs> it, it's an episode all about safe sex. Um, so anything and everything that comes into that, we also talk a lot about consent and um, times when there haven't been consent. So if that triggers you. Or you don't feel up to listen to something all about that. If you're a bit sensitive to things like that, then we have plenty of other episodes for you to go listen to. Um, and yeah. So enjoy the episode and we'll see you next week. So we are continuing on with the Pride themed episodes, even though they are coming out incredibly late. Yeah. But hopefully now that we can record... We're this, just so dedicated, you know. We're so dedicated. I genuinely... Oh, we got a shout out the other day. That's like really motivating me. Yes. Oh my God. Me. What was her account? We need to shout out I her account. Remember. Her username on Instagram is radicallove.co.uk and her name is Cassie. So, and I know she listens to our episodes. So thank you. you so much. Thank you for being our one fan. Woo, that we have a fan. somebody that we know already <laughs> yes we have a fun um so yeah Rachel do you want to I feel like we should do at the top of this episode just do a bit of like updating people and just like general chatting because we haven't seen each other properly I know this episode is going to be like 30,000 years long it's good we need longer episodes a lot of the ones that we've been doing recently are really short <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> um so little life update i moved she moved her, her back life to um uh, my mom's because um i couldn't handle the real world no um <laughs> now i moved and hopefully by the time this has gone up i would have uploaded like a whole igtv on it because it's, it's quite it's quite a sad tale and she's really. a youtuber now so she's gonna do a full oh yeah <laughs> like full on get ready with me story time Draw My Life. Do you remember Draw My Life? Oh, my God. Does anyone, I, I, I wanted to get a whiteboard and do a Draw My Life so bad, but, like, nothing had happened then. <laughs> I genuinely... Well, I was going to do a Draw My Life, but I was going to do a Draw My Life of, like, what I knew when I was going to do my Draw My Life. That makes no sense to people that don't understand. But when I was living, where I was living, and I thought I knew, like, my life... Like, like, where you're going to go, or, like, you I mean, thought like, you know past. everything. <laughs> I mean, like, what actually happened to me as a child? Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna do my draw my life. And I'm gonna do it on like everything that my mum's told me. And then, like, now I'm like, it was all lies. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon you will ever divulge what happened to you as a child? It's like the biggest, like, m- m- not murder mystery. It's like the biggest mystery, like, conspiracy theory. The best kept secret since Kylie Jenner's pregnancy. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't talk. Oh my god! What? Oh, speaking of reality TV, like. The Kardashians. Oh, I've got I was watching on. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills the other day on Celebrity Gogglebox. Oh, I love Gogglebox so it much. So we funny. watched it last night. It's, it's so, so good. And on Celebrity Gogglebox, we reacted to Beverly Hills, and I got so into it, and I like genuinely want to start watching it again. So I used to watch um, what the fuck is it called? It's fucking Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. 
I just had a brain aneurysm. Uh, it's a... not uncommon. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, but yeah, I really want to watch that because I just like the bitchiness of it. it just I've never, so I've never watched it, but I feel like it's one of those things. I'd be like, oh no, I fucking hate it. Like it goes against all my ethics and morals. But as soon as I watch it, I'll be like, yeah. get me to Beverly Hills, sis. It's, it's so not feminist at all. I was watching it. I was like, I feel so... like a terrible feminist watching this, but I love I it. I sometimes worry. That if I didn't watch The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I'd be a better feminist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you know where we quoted that from, well, then you're elite. You're fucking elite because you fucking worked it out. Well done. Proud. Woo! Um, do you have a little egg holder for your beauty blender? Yes. I bought it at the same time as my little like cotton pad holder thing, which I broke, literally threw on the floor just before we started recording. Good. If you, you can't see this, well, Rachel will take a picture of it and put it on the grill. Will I? Yeah, it's fucking embarrassing. She's got an egg holder type thing for her beauty blender and it looks like, like, you know, when you get Like an egg cup. Water. Yes, like an egg cup. Yeah. That's what it looks like. I could have saved some money and just bought an egg cup. Egg you literally cup. It probably would have been cheaper. Um, but but yeah. I'm not going to be taking any photos yet because this place still looks a bit like a shithole. I really love it. We're at Rachel's new place, but we're not at my house. Yeah. Obviously, I don't want her fucking throwing germs. No, and um, I have dogs, so. Now. And guinea pigs. And guinea pigs. And and, and rabbits. I would literally, I would just want to live here, to be honest. It's so, um, like, cool. Like, I, I was really nervous about coming back for, like, for, like, <laughs> obvious reasons. <laughs> because of, like, everything that happened, like, when I left and stuff like that. But the animals have really been the glue that have held me together. Yes. <laughs> and I also think you're, like, just... I don't know. I feel like you and your mum are both in a lot better places now. A thousand percent. Like, and it's so, yeah, I'm genuinely seeing like your two's relationship just gives me hope in life. It's so sweet. Speaking to my stepmom about this last night. This is not about the episode whatsoever. No, we'll we will get onto it. Um, but I was speaking to my mum, my mum, my stepmom last night. Can you imagine if I was speaking to my mum last night? Oh my god! I'd and... kill myself. Um, I was speaking to my stepmom last I night. I think she probably would too. <laughs> <laughs> about my mum and she was like she does love you though and I was like yeah I mean I did think that when she was like threatening to kill herself (laughs) (laughs) that's what I thought when you tried to kill yourself oh she loves me really this is just her way of showing it she loves me so much she overdosed oh my god isn't that true love (laughs) Romeo and Juliet eat your heart out (laughs) well when you posted those throwback photos on like your private you really did look like your mum whereas I looked like my mum stole me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> genuinely like you can see it in my brother like my brother like is like my mum's twin I think you look quite similar to your mum I don't know why you think that because that's face wrong. shape wise well you know what round <laughs> <laughs> Rachel your microphone is falling sorry God, can you please be more responsible with that podcast audio for the first time we have correct audio and you can't even do anything oh my god something's got to go wrong though we always have a technical difficulty anyway right. is that all the life update I feel like that is. I haven't got a lot more I love to see. Um, you're still furloughed. Are you due to go back to work anytime soon? The first of August, but after that, I'm literally I'm, I have 15 weeks until I'm going to university. Woo! Woo! So, any update on what's happening with that? Or what do you mean like university? Yeah, like is it definitely yeah. going ahead? Um, it is definitely going ahead. Yeah. Which is exciting. In September, like normal start date. Yeah, 
So what course are you going to be doing? I'm doing drama and like it's basically performing arts, but it's just drama. They don't do any singing else. It's not like musical theatre. It's not like which is kind of depressing. So it is just straight up drama. It's straight up drama. Oh, you'll excel. I, 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 wow. I already have um, imposter syndrome because I feel like I don't deserve to be there, and I'm not even there yet. Uh, yeah. Help. <laughs> See, yeah, you're going to excel. <laughs> Literally, and but the good thing about drama is you don't have to do exams, and I hate exams. Yeah, now I was actually looking through all my A level stuff with mum earlier, and she was like, "So what did you get in graphics?" And I was like, "C," and she went, "You got a C for this? It's so good." I was like, "I know." What did you get in graphics? Depression. <laughs> That's all I got. C for can't be fucking asked. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about safe sex in with, the LGBT community. Yes, because I actually feel really passionately about this, even though it doesn't about affect sex all of it. Because <laughs> um, even though I'm not like a member of the community, I think it is really, it, it's a shame to waste time in, oh my God, like. It makes sense. I do agree. Thank you. I, yeah. What's the word? Like um, full time. It's a shame to waste time in full time education not talking about every single area of life and I think you can't talk about everything in life if you don't mention the LGBT community yes that is so true and in citizenship and stuff I don't know what it's like in America not that we have anyone living in America but I don't know what it's like <laughs> in America or any other country but I just know in England our citizenship was like here's um sex and biology was like here's sex and this yeah. is how sex works and this is how you get pregnant and, and it then- yeah it's about pregnancy and you know, to, it's always like um, about pregnancy and like reproduction, and then it's like, but if you don't want to get pregnant, stick this on your willy, and that's fine. That's and then it. we all had the phrase, "Don't be silly, cover your willy," yes! and it was like, <laughs> that's gonna be my first tattoo, guys. I think that should be the name of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> don't be silly, cover your willy. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I remember in we we learned about like birth control and stuff, but we just didn't learn about. Gay sex. It was, I think we, we like literally learned we I I didn't even have that, or maybe I just was too busy like pinging condoms at people. Mood. Because <laughs> what way to you know teach a class of 15 year olds than to whip out the jurex? I never never put a condom on a penis in school. I did. I actually had a black dildo. Tell a lie, it was a black shaft and a mixed race base. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. Not gonna lie, it was a black shaft and mixed race. <laughs> it was. I'm not even joking. It was like the colour of my bronzer, the, <laughs> the base. But I remember because they like they came in this box and there was a box of shafts and a box of bases, and it was a case of right, just grab one or the other. If they don't match, just stick it on anyway. This is why straights really scare me. I also think sex should be spoken about. Um, for all sexualities in school, I think it should be spoken about in a really open. I think we should spoke about in a more open way, and Honest. we should talk about the emotional aspects of it a lot more. Sexy. And we should, because I, I remember my sex ed teacher was really open, and she was like, "Look, I'm going to tell you this, but like, not every teacher will." And she was like, "So for girls in your first time, you might bleed." I don't think any other teacher told any other class that. No. But I found that really scary so like the first time I had sex I was like where's the blood where's the blood um and I didn't actually bleed my first time so it's I not it's quite rare to be honest and I feel like if you do bleed well as soon as everyone wanks all the time anyway 
I probably did it myself and just didn't realise. Exactly, there's nothing wrong with a bit of like masturbation. How do you say masturbation? Masturbation. Masturbate? But in the trailer, you say masturbate, and every time I listen to the trailer, I just want to like rip your throat out. What's because the trailer? In the trailer, when you're like, uh, or we could talk about why we cry when we masturbate, and every time you say, oh, I'm like, we geez. cry when we masturbate, Beth. Uh, well, okay, I cry when I masturbate, but you can fuck off. <laughs> I mean, but, I get what you're saying about like safe sex and stuff because obviously being a raging homosexual, um, finding out about sex me, really... <laughs> not me, oh me, no, no, um, finding out about sex and how to have sex with women was kind of like weird because obviously all I knew was oh, I just gotta do what I do to myself like, <laughs> other people, but that's not all. There's Can you pass me my drink, please? Sorry, I've got a dry this throat one? already. Yeah, I'll have a Pepsi when I decided I said too much. <laughs> But yeah, finding out about like safe sex and everything was. Oh, really... I like that. Sorry. Can you stop interrupting me mid flow? Jesus, you little. This is why I don't like recording with you in person. That's it. I'm ending the podcast. I'm gonna walk. Bye. It won't make much of a difference. <gasps> oh. <laughs> so enough of our beef with each other. Um... So why do you want to talk about safe sex? I think it's just because I never learned about it. Like having having sex for the first time was like really weird for me. It's like I had sex with a woman for the first time, so that's when I lost my virginity, yeah. and I was like shitting myself. I remember <sighs> trying to like shave my vagina and wax. Then nobody talks about shaving your vagina or waxing your vagina. I think they need to because. Not that it should be encouraged because you do you. If you want a hairy mary, you crack on. If you but I think massive you. Minge, but massive if you, if you want to do it, I think we need to know how to safely do it. Exactly. I try. Well, first, like this is the thing. I knew that I was gonna have sex with this person. I was like really ready. I was like, I am so excited to have sex with this person. And then I like, I was like, okay, it's time to get some wax strips. So I went to Superdrug. You went for waxing. Yeah. First time ever doing anything to my vagina, I went for waxing. I had no idea. I thought it was going to be easy, nice, pull it off, it was fine. What, I, like a bit of sellotape? Literally, I was like waxing myself up in the butt. Did you get like intimate wax strips or did you just get like... Just plain old wax strips. Because nobody told me there was a difference. It must be like a butcher's bin down there. Oh my God, don't. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then I, went, I got home, I had to like, sneak them upstairs because I didn't want my mum seeing that I was shaving my vagina because obviously she didn't know that I was having sex. And um, <laughs> what so, if you were going to turn up and be like, Mother, today is the day? Although I do know people, apparently, there was the girl that I was actually having sex with, her mum waxed her vagina for her. Shut Literally, up. Literally, I was like, I can't, even, I can't even talk to her about my vagina as it just being a vagina. I can't even talk to her about period. I once cut my leg shaving and I, I lied about it and I was like, I just cut it on the side or something because I didn't want to know that I was shaving my legs. <laughs> I cut myself while shaving earlier, actually, and the dog started licking it and it just irritated my l- leg more. And I was like, okay, that stings now. Okay, that is quite stingy. That is quite painful. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, anyway, back to my wax story. Yeah, I, sorry. I basically got home, ran a bath, and like I was like sitting on the side of the bath. I was like, I've just got to do it. I've just got to wax it. Whacked it on my foot, like fully on my vagina, and was like, okay, time to pull it off. I pulled like the tiniest bit off it, and I started crying. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, but it's like a plaster, isn't it? You just have to like. I, tr- I was like, for. I tried to do that. I was like, Psh! and it didn't come off because I like pulled it and then like it only came off halfway and I started sobbing so I got in the bath and just soaked it off and like 
That's such... And I was like, I'm not doing that. And then I was like, I'm going to shave. So I shaved down there. But I didn't know, like, how you, you have to shave, like, in one direction. Yeah. One direction. Oh, my God. Fango. Um, and then I was like, okay, I don't know how to look after my vagina now. And I just thought... I, I, I was, still don't. It literally, I thought I had an infection. I thought I had thrush or something. Because the razor bumps were ridiculous. Yeah. And it was so painful. I remember the first time I shaved. And it was just like, I think I started doing it before I had sex because I just wanted to like keep things like neat and tidy because I've, I've got really thick dark hair all over my body so you can imagine what the situation was I like was, down there I was just an animal I literally had the hairiest fun you've ever seen in your life I know I've still shaved mine even though I how I've, do you know <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it <laughs> but um no I'm I still shave like a couple of times a week but if I didn't shave a couple of times a week it would be like a fucking forest down there I actually at one point got so into my like hairy funny I was like I love it I love my hair funny. I really am jealous of the women who are like I like they just let it grow yeah. or like they just like tame it like trim it and stuff like I'm so jealous of them because I'm just like I wish I had the confidence. You just need to do it, Rachel. That's the thing. We need, but, to, learn, we need to unlearn the patriarchy and stuff that we put in place to stop us from feeling confident in our bodies. I feel like it is a, like a straight person issue, as if there are any straight person issues, because guys always expect girls to be completely shaven down there, whereas Literally. like I feel like queer or lesbian or bi women all men are very much like well it's like a movement for me like I'm doing it as a, like a feminist statement or whatever I'm like I want to do it as a feminist statement <laughs> I, I don't even think of it as a statement like if I was having sex with a woman which I do all the time <laughs> obviously I'm not sad and lonely um if I was with a woman and she had like a hair vagina I'd just be like you're beautiful I'm just gonna do it anyway yeah like it, it doesn't matter as long as we are both consenting and getting pleasure and feeling happy from it there's nothing wrong with yeah like, hairy legs like, I, I get really annoyed when men expect women to have like clean tidy nice tasting nice smelling nice jeans. tasting like well you know and nice like and shaved and waxed and no razor bumps and it's going to be beautiful and soft and then they have a hairy unwashed ball sack yeah i know hasn't seen the sun in like a decade yeah. it's wrinkly <laughs> it's got a little oh my god I know I genuinely it just it would really piss me off because I remember my first boyfriend was like well have you shaved and I was like well have you <laughs> have you washed can you please give it to yeah would you fucking mind <laughs> um and then my but then with my second boyfriend he he was sometimes shaved sometimes wouldn't but when he went like full-on like no hair down there it made me feel really weird because it felt like it was like a child literally that's my thing as well when I shave my vagina I get really triggered because I'm like I look like a child I look like yeah it's really upsetting yeah and it's just I I don't know I find it on guys really weird so maybe I do have an expectation for guys in the same way they have an expectation for me you need to break down those well, and I don't want to be sleeping with someone that I think is a child. So, uh, as long as I'm not actually a child, it should be fine. <laughs> should be. It, <laughs> it is, is fine. fine. Well, it depends because consent is a very complex thing, and that's something I think like we need to. I really want to talk about consent because I feel like people will talk about it, but they don't. If you know what I mean, they yeah. talk about it in a very roundabout way when it should just be yes means yes, no means no. And also, that's the podcast done. <laughs> yes, thank you very much for coming for consent talk. Um, obviously, 
I feel like consent is a really common subject. Before we get off the topic of consent, have body hair, don't have body hair, you look after yourself, you do use this. Yes. We can come back to that and just kind of give you tips, you know, on what to yes. do. Um, but I feel like consent is really important. It kind of should take up quite a big chunk of this podcast. Um, do you, because my experience with consent is like, often you, I don't, I don't give consent like verbally. Yeah but it just kind of happens anyway. Yeah, I, I'm i usually the initiator, to be fair. Oh, hey. So it's kind of like I should be asking them and checking with them, but I've never had a negative reaction to taking my top off, so... <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> I know. I genuinely... Well, I've had situations where... Like, I feel like every girl has kind of a story about their, like, not... I don't want to be like sexual assault. Like every girl has a story about not being. You know what? Every not, girl has a story about sexual assault. I'm pretty sure every single girl I know has. A story yeah, about being and or assaulted. yeah, or there's like a time I feel like as a woman definitely where you feel like you just have to do it to get over and done with. Mm-hmm. It, whether that's losing all virginity or like just generally having sex to keep your partner happy. And it's the same in lesbian relationships. I feel like people don't understand that. Like it is definitely the same in in same-sex relationships yeah which i don't think people really realize because people would often see like oh the man comes home from a long day at work with a massive bulging penis and he just he just wants yeah whereas actually it happens it can happen the other way around in a heterosexual relationship but it can also happen in a gay relationship Um, perpetrators are not um simply just male or female or like they're not one gender they can be whatever and like I know from my experiences with women I've been in pretty uncomfortable situations with women where I haven't given my consent and like it's it's uncomfortable and it's upsetting and I think we should be taught like just because someone is sitting there and letting it happen doesn't mean they're consenting to it and just because you... and doesn't also mean that they're enjoying it <laughs> exactly and if, if you have to coerce someone into it and be like come on and they go no and then you go come on and they go no and then you go are you gonna leave me and they go no and you're like come on and then they go okay then that's not consent either that's though. that's peer pressure that is peer pressure that is manipulation it literally I'm is kill myself if you need to sleep with me oh, wow, okay. <laughs> so have you had any regrets or is there anything that you wish you knew now that you knew back then when those when you were in those sort of situations um nothing bad is gonna happen if you just don't want to have sex with someone like obviously i was a very horny teenager i was oh, really and especially when you like i got into my one of my relationships I was like just at it like rabbits every single day I was like I just want to have sex every day all the time every night whenever every... in the morning before the morning, school literally I was like so pumped up um but obviously there were times where I didn't want to have sex and I have quite a lot of like difficulty with my body and like intimacy issues so like, yeah that would kind of come up when having sex and I wish I'd known then like I was normal and it's fine and you don't have to have sex if you don't want to like it's not something yeah. that's mandatory in a relationship it's not something that you owe the other person as a it's form just of a, like it's a part of a relationship not the whole essence of a relationship exactly. you see what I mean like and, like somebody's not going to leave you just because you don't want to have sex with them and like and if they do it's just way more about them than it does about yeah, you they're a piece of shit um and I think <laughs> that's one way to put it best 
they are subtle. If subtle. someone is forcing you to have sex with them because they you, they say, oh, I'm going to leave you if you don't have sex with me, or they say, I'm going to kill myself if you don't have sex with me, or they say, oh, you don't love me if you don't have sex with me, or you think are these actual quotes from your actual line? Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> but, is that what you say to yourself? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to kill myself if I don't have sex with me right now. Um, but, no, but like Jamie, those are kind of like more blunt versions of the quotes that have happened in my life. Yeah. But um. If someone does that to you, they are a piece of shit. <laughs> so I think rule number one, if we are gonna do this, is like number rules. one, if it's about me, at me so I can see it. And rule number, wait, no, because I hate a bitch to, to post something and delete it. Carry on. Thank you You're for welcome. that beautiful sonnet. You're Was that Shakespeare or Drake? <laughs> rule number one, if it's about me, then at me so I can see it. Because <laughs> I hate a bitch that posts shit and then something and then delete it so rule number one consent still exists in gay relationships yeah and consent is not sexy it's mandatory fucking mage thank you very much if you don't have consent then don't have sex with someone if someone's passed out then don't have sex with someone it's- i really i feel like it's just like i don't think we even spoke about consent in school like in our sex ed lessons i feel like i remember in my final year of primary school we when we learned about the deed for the very first time we learned about puberty and stuff like that and I remember when they handed us this worksheet and they're like when a man and a woman love each other they have um sexual intercourse and they have a baby and he puts his penis in her vagina and it always made me think like that's so stupid because not everyone likes it like that (laughs) where's the example on anal (laughs) and well obviously like from my experience like it's not just sticking a pain in the vagina. Like, there's a lot of different sensation. And I think that... Also, they never spoke about foreplay. So she must have been drier. <laughs> drier than the desert. Drier than the Saharan desert. What are you saying about Um, It does exist in gay relationships. And I, I, we weren't even taught it in straight relationships at school. We were literally just taught that a man and a woman have sex. And... It. it's when they love each other but you can quite easily love someone and not want to have sex with them and at the same time you can quite easily have sex with people that you don't love as shown by me um <laughs> wow <laughs> it's um it's, it's an issue that i'm facing in my life but we're not going to talk about that we are talking about everything we're basket babes rachel yeah I agree with that. And i think like as much as this is an lgbt episode consent goes for every single relationship yeah whether it's sexual whether it's romantic whether it's platonic you need consent whenever you're like doing anything that would need like even just like holding hands like somebody might have like major issue with holding hands genuinely and i i get quite like used to sound really good but i get quite easily like overstimulated like if somebody (laughs) sorry not in a crazy (laughs) way but if someone like touches me and i like the rivers really, start flowing and they just psh, <laughs> you know, i just get really like uncomfortable i'm like oh get off me like if i'm not in like the right frame of mind it can feel like somebody if someone just brushes slightly against me it can feel like someone's like literally full-on groping me i'm like get the fuck off me i yeah like i totally get that and i really want to do a whole episode on like consent and non-consensual yes. things because but if we if anyone's going to talk about it, it's going to be fucking us so. it is. this isn't this isn't like a consent themed episode but this is a sex this... episode and that means consent is the forefront exactly um so yeah so good to got to say sex yeah. <laughs> um so have you got any tips, Beth? You know, things that you've picked up along the way, or I think it's really important 
what, what do you mean like consent wise or just sex in general whatever like i just like having sex and no um consent wise i can say what's really really good and what worked well for me was having a safe word um so even if, if you don't have a kink i think literally safe word is even if you have to my safe word was skittles oh my god that makes so much sense it does um, <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times I used to offer you Skittles and you used to give me a weird look and I was like, what? What's wrong with Skittles? <laughs> Literally tasting the rainbow. Um, that's the whole reason we did it. Oh, cute. Um, so my safe word was Skittles and uh, or you can have a green, I think a really, a really nice one that I've heard of is a traffic light system where you say, okay, green, I'm fine, go ahead, do what you want. Like, I'm okay with this. And Amber is like, oh, I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable, so maybe change what you're doing. And red is like stop right now immediately. Don't touch me anymore. Like stop. I need to stop. Yeah. Um. And I think that's a really good system. But I think having that kind of thing in place where you don't have to explicitly be like, um. Actually, can you just stop right now, please? Because I'm really. It takes away the awkwardness of it because it shouldn't be awkward, but it is awkward. It is awkward, and it should not be awkward until we get to a place where it isn't awkward. I feel like those things need to be in place. Yeah. I think discussing having sex before you have sex, especially with somebody for the first time, is really good. Um, obviously, I never did that. I just went straight in. <laughs> I just went straight in. As I did with this pink eyeshadow. Jesus. It's very fit. Um, but, like, I remember the first time I had sex with a woman, I had no fucking clue what I was doing. I watched, like, 50 videos on what to do. Was it porn or? It was. was did it you porn? learn what you knew from porn? Yes. I think so many people, straight and gay. No. Yes. Yeah, straight. straight and gay. Straight and gay. Why did I? I learn from porn. Yeah, I feel like so many people learn from porn and it's almost like a running joke. Like, I feel like it was a running joke like when the in-between was the sort of stuff like that. Like, oh my God, you learned that from porn. But actually, you did. Yeah. Well, I learned a lot of the stuff I learned from lesbian YouTubers who, like, talk about this. So Stevie, you know Stevie Alley? No. They were together at the time that I was, like, having sex with this girl. Oh my God, I think you might have, like, shown me her. Yeah, and she's called Stevie Bobby, I think. I think. They're no longer together, are they? No, they're not. And she and Stevie's amazing. She talks about safe sex on her channel. She's just insanely good at like explaining things. She talks about scissoring. She talks about how it's not actually a thing. I mean, well, it is a thing. It does work, but not in the way that they do in porn. Obviously. Yeah, it doesn't really work like that. Because also, a lot of porn is fake. It's fucking fake as shit. And that's like the sort of like. So my stepbrother is twelve. He's out of. Why are you thinking your stepbrother? <laughs> Because we need to have this conversation. So, my stepbrother, my stepbrother is twelve. He's at an age where he's wondering why certain things get hard when certain things come on the TV and things like that. So we're having these conversations with him. However, he has also found naked attraction. Mood. And we were actually watching it last night, and he went, "Oh, I won't go for her. She's so flat chested." And I was like, "Actually, that's like an average boob size." And he's like, "Well, not what I've seen." I was like. So what have you seen then? So it just, it gives unrealistic expectations. So that's something that we're currently going through. Luckily, my brother is always going to be so frigid that we'll never have to have that conversation. So, But I think, generally, I think, like, pornography is just... I'm genuinely watching lesbian pornography. It's so much more loving than straight pornography. Like, straight pornography is like, get it in, fuck on, and leave. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, uh, lesbian pornography is a lot more, like, not loving, but it's a lot more sensual and oh I just anyway. Yeah. Um and I think we need to kind of abolish the idea that pornography is real life. Like it's it's not real life. It's I feel like it's art. It's like 
a lot of people know that it is fake. But then obviously you always have like the next generation of young boys finding it for the first time. And it's not even boys, it's girls as well, because I found out and I was like, this is real sex. Yeah, like genuinely, like, I don't know. But yeah, no, I feel like you're always going to have the next generation who see for the first time and they're like, oh my God, it's real. Oh my God, that's how I do it. That's how I do it. And it genuinely, like, scares me. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want to have sex like that. I remember the first time I had sex, I, was, I had no fucking clue what I was doing. I was just kind of like, um, does she sound like she's enjoying herself? Yeah. Should I just carry on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it was just kind of like, there was it was silent. There was not really a lot of, like, talking. Like, yeah. Well, it wasn't silent. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine if it was just silent? Well, there have been times where I've been silent and someone's just carried on going. Yes, but that's because that was non consensual. Anyway, um, (laughs) but it was like, there was like, I don't know, it was. It was just very weird. And I also had a really runny nose at the time. So when I went down with her, it was really uncomfortable. <laughs> Grim. I was like, I had to like blow my nose. The hay fever was strong. I think I was just really sick. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to snot in her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so what was like the one thing that shocked you the first time you had sex with a woman? Um, I don't really know. I feel like it wasn't very shocking. I was very nervous. The first time I ate someone out, I vomited. I remember that. that I was think so I might have told the story in the pub before, but the first because I was fucking there. Literally, the first time I probably ate someone out, I had just puked everywhere, and I was fucking there. Let's not ignore the fact that I was there. It was really funny. I'm so sorry, Rachel. It was not funny at all. It was hilarious for everyone involved. We all really enjoyed that sleepover, didn't we? Well, two of us really enjoyed that. Sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the start of your bulimia. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think the first thing, the thing that shocked me about it was kind of like, I don't know, the fact that like it actually worked. I was like, what you? Yeah, I was like, what's going to happen if I do this? And I was like, oh my god, where is that coming <laughs> what from? The fuck. And obviously, um, when you're in a lesbian relationship, there are ways that you can like both have the same amount of pleasure at the same time. But like, we were like young, we haven't really learned that yet. Um, so it was like one or the other and I didn't like actually like you know go for until a bit later on but the first time I was like fucking a woman let's just put it that way and the first time I was fucking a woman I what shocked me was just like oh my god this is another person and I can make them feel really nice in themselves and that's really nice and I was like oh my god what the fuck is going on and also what shocked me was how different vaginas are because I've only ever seen my vagina and porn star vagina and to be honest (laughs) most of my ex have had really good vaginas but like every vagina is good. I her. haven't ever seen my vagina because there's just. Do you there's... not whip a mirror out? <laughs> you think I can bend like that? Literally, I just sit there with my legs open, whip a mirror out, have a look in my vagina. I take, I've taken a photo of it before. I'm just like, I'm really curious of what it looks like. I took a photo of it like, that's really fun. I lovely. am really curious, but I just, I don't think I can bend it. I probably had the chance when I was younger to be able to bend in that way, and I just missed my opportunity. All you do, legs akimba. Photo, we need to stop. Like, if you want to have a look at your vagina, yeah, you need to have a look at your vagina. I think everybody needs to look at their vagina once in their life. Yeah, I actually agree with you on that. I will stand with you on that. Have a look at your vagina. You need to get to know it. You need to have a little touch around, feel around if you want to. You don't have to, but you need to make sure that you know your vagina so other people can know your vagina. Because how the hell do you think someone's going to pleasure you if you don't know how to pleasure you? 
I wish I knew that before I had sex for the first time. Well, I probably you pro- you always have to go through your little like, awkward moments, don't you? But I so for the next time I get into a relationship and we start like experimenting and things like that, I don't make that face. Sorry, I just vomited. I just hate straight sex. <laughs> Thank you. It's disgusting. I'm really glad you're so proud of me. Um, Sorry, I don't hate straight sex. I am bisexual. <laughs> I do have sex with men. It's fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I wish I had explored with myself more because I've done a lot of self-exploration since being single. So I know what I like now and I know what I don't like. And, you know, I I feel like I'm also in a place now where I am so much more confident and so much more grown than I was when I was first started having sex when I was like 16 that I can ask and not make it awkward I follow a lot of, like, sex positive and, like, sexual health advocates, no, like, sexual advocates and stuff like that on Instagram and other social media. So I've gained that sort of knowledge from them, but I I just feel like I've grown myself, you know. I I can ask for it whatever way I like. See, I'm still, I'm, like, quite a doer when it comes to sex, so I'm more of the giver. (laughs) If you're gonna do it, do it right, (laughs) do it with me. Yes. And in all my, like, um, female relationships, I've kind of been the um, receiver. I know oh, I've been the top. I've been like the giver, and I like give a lot. And the thing is, like, but I now I'm just like I don't know what I like. I don't know what I want. I whenever I try to like, masturbate, I'm like just I don't like it. It doesn't feel nice. So this feels like shit. And my medication. That's it's you. No, I'm, I'm fucking. <laughs> Well, I'll have you know I've had no complaints as today. Um, my Apart medic- from from yourself. <laughs> yeah, but that's because I hate myself. My medication also makes my sex drive really low, so it makes it really difficult to actually orgasm. And like, yeah, um, I've found that as well. I'm no longer like the humping rabbit I was I'm before. St- I'm still. My sex drive was pretty much through the roof, and now it's just like a normal level. I think. Oh, what? That must be such a shock. I know it is really weird because literally. Like all the time, I want to have sex. Like every day, I just woke up horny, and I was like, "I want to have sex right now." And now I'm like, <laughs> now I'm out of a relationship. I think I had to get used to the fact that I'm not having sex every single day. Is that a struggle? It really hurts <laughs> me, genuinely, physically inside. Um, but I think the thing is with like lesbian relationships, and so I don't know if it's the same for um gay men or like other uh, like the others other lgbtq plus relationships but i feel like you're definitely more understanding of each other's pleasure so you're more like yeah oh, I'll i do, i'll do this for you you do this for me like this is what i want this is what i like it's more open not like they're saying that stuff for everybody because a lot of the no. sex type of women has been awful but like <sighs> that's the thesis but that's the thesis but like but i think that is so true and that definitely makes sense like I can believe that because like if you're doing it to yourself and you know it feels good then you know it's gonna nine times out of ten feel good on the other person so I think the straight men are taught that like it's just like an in and out and then a woman's done and it's like because it's not so much easier it's just like there dangling doing its thing you just have to give it a quick and then it's done That's like, so funny. There's something not, really cool. And then it's done, and then there's not else you But with women, it's like very complicated. I feel like, yeah. And because there isn't sufficient education on what to do, how to do it, and how to do it safely and correctly. Well, not, there's obviously not a correct way, but like, 
you need to know your holes. Exactly. So I feel like that's why it could take a lot longer because, you know, as I said, in sex education, we were literally given this little thing and it was like, so you put your penis in, you wait till it feels good and then the baby comes out. Literally, we were never taught anything about pleasure or about how to make I don't, feel good. I don't know if it's appropriate to talk about pleasure um, at, like, primary slash well, early. Primary, no, but, Jesus. like, early secondary school kind of level. I don't know if that would be, like, appropriate. But I think it's pretty I, def- I remember in, literally in year seven, I was masturbating. I was watching pornography. I remember the first time I masturbated and I felt so dirty because I thought only boys did it. I was like 13. I was like seven. <laughs> Have a good expl- exploration. Literally, I was just humping everything. <laughs> like seven, I'm I was honestly not everything. surprised. I was like, and I searched up ladies' boobs. Thank <laughs> you. Like, big boobs. <laughs> big boobs. And oh I, my, my mum, like, obviously, my mum was a very first in the way of like deleting my searches. So my mum found out my computer. I don't know where was she, she didn't really say anything to me. She was just like, she's probably thinking, oh, shit, I should have deleted my own search history. <laughs> Must be there, like the rest of us. But I literally, I never searched up like big penis. I was like big boobs, lady boobs, nice sexy lady. I never looked it up. Girls I just, kissing. do you know what my thing that I used to read or watch to get me off? Fan fiction. One Direction fan fiction. Disgusting, no, it's not. Notably, Harry Styles, and I used to read the ones that were about like it's your first time. He's taking you for a lovely meal. You're in this gorgeous dress. He strips you delicately and takes from behind. <laughs> and then fuck up your ass. <laughs> I literally had a like fan fiction app on my phone. I'm not gonna name it, but I had a fan fiction app on my phone. Yeah. And I used to read because I'm obsessed with Emma Watson, like obsessed with Emma. Really? You never mentioned it before. Literally, and like obsessed with her character in Harry Potter. I feel awful because obviously she's a lovely girl and I don't want to sexualise her. Well, I shouldn't sexualise Harry Styles, but it's been and done. He was in my dreams, and we had a lovely time together. But I used to read fan fiction about Hermione Granger getting butt the shit out of by all of the men in Harry Potter. Including Harry? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't think Harry had it in him. Well, he did. He definitely did. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I used to... And obviously, it wasn't when she was young. No, 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 no. It was like when she was of age. And I used to just be like, oh, my God. I would die for you. And that's kind of when I first realised that I was, like, a bit gay. And just a bit. You're fucking so gay. Literally. I used to have, like, proper... Se- and I used to have really intense sexual fantasies about people in my secondary school, but they weren't just, like... They weren't men. They were just women. <laughs> just women? Literally just women. I've never had... Well, no. I've only ever had, like, one or two sexual fantasies about a man. Really? I think I might be a lesbian. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> I need help. Um, no, I've I've definitely had sexual fantasy about a man. Backpedal. I'm sure I have. At some point, I probably just don't remember. It. <laughs> so trying to get out of this. Um, <laughs> I swear to God. So, what other tips have you got? Um, make sure you lube up. There was no shame in lube using lube. Coconut no. oil as lube is really good. It's really gentle. It's, yeah, it feels great. A bit, and if you can't like buy lube off the internet, coconut oil is great. If you're scared about like your family finding lube, coconut oil, you can just like, <laughs> your skin and stuff. Um, sex toys are amazing. We would definitely recommend sex toys. I think even in a straight, I feel like definitely I would want them in a straight relationship because I really enjoy them on myself. But 
I feel like whenever I have tried to approach it with a previous partner, it always seemed to like dampen his masculinity a bit, and he was never very happy about the introduction of a toy. Literally, but it's it's just increasing the sexual experience. Like, if you don't want to use them, you don't have to use them. But if you want to use them, like, you should be able to as a yeah. couple and not have it be like, well, you're not good enough, so I'm going to use a machine. Like, it's not that. It's a case of increasing and experimenting exactly and it's so important to keep things exciting because that's what sex is all about it's all about excitement it's all about love it's not all about love it's all about excitement it's all about mutual like pleasure and comfort it's all about having well it's about having fun responsibly exactly um yeah and as long as you can do that i think that's really important and i think sex toys wise like I'd try it out with like a little vibrator if you're a woman. I don't really know too much about sex toys for gay men or straight men. I don't really, I don't um, like those cock rings or something. I don't know anything. But I don't think they, they're meant for like pleasure for the man. I think they're meant to increase pleasure for the woman. So like the man would put it on and then it would. There's butt plugs. Butt plugs. But that's for everyone. Everyone has a butthole. And if you <laughs> I thought you were going to say everyone has a butt plug. Everyone has a butt plug. <laughs> if you don't have a butthole, then I'm really sorry. It's okay. Um, in like Kim Jong Un, do you remember that <laughs> film, The Interview, with Seth Rogen and James Franco? No. Okay, so there's this film called The Interview, and you have to watch it. Um, and it's basically like a piss take of these two interviewers who go to Korea to interview Kim Jong Un, and obviously it doesn't start the actual Kim Jong Un; it's somebody playing Kim Jong Un. But one of the um things that people believe in Korea is that he doesn't have a bum hole. <laughs> And then on live TV, he shits himself, <laughs> <laughs> like at the very end of the film, and it's just like. And then they were like, "We've called him out. He has an asshole. Like, he has a butt." Um, but yeah, I feel like sex toys are really going completely not talking about Kim Jong Un's butthole because I don't want to get killed by Korea. Um, but... <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I'll probably get taken down off the internet because of um, Kim Jong Un. He's like, "What the fuck?" Um, but yeah, I don't think. I think sex toys are really important and I think it's also really important to remember that whilst sex toys are not genitalia, they still can transmit STDs. Yes, that's such a good one. So what would you do if you were in a situation? It's really important that you clean your sex toys after every single sexual interaction you have. I would even say before and after. Yes. Well, as soon as you get your sex toy give it a wash and then before you have a sexual if you haven't cleaned it but the thing is before you have a sexual encounter you should have cleaned it after the last one so like just make sure it's clean before you have sex make sure it's clean and tidy and like nice and not carrying stds now there are lots of ways that you can clean a sex toy put it in the dishwasher no you can't yes you can you can put a sex toy in the seriously yeah. Then, then it kills all bacteria and it's no use. I didn't really, I thought because it would get so hot in the dishwasher it could melt, like, the silicone ones. Well, you wouldn't stick once it's going to melt in the dishwasher. You stick when it's okay <laughs> to go with this dishwashable. What is going to say on the box? Yes! Dishwasher say. <laughs> I've actually seen, like, lesbians just put, like, massive... Can you imagine if you did that and then, like, your family opened the dishwasher and they're like, hmm, plate, bowl... Dildo. Literally. Um, and don't share your sex toys with other people like 
don't be, if you're living in the same household with someone, don't share a sex toy with them. Oh my god, can you imagine? If you're both having sex with different people and you're just going to be like, oh, let's you use the same sex toy, maybe don't do that because as much as you can clean it, you don't know when the other person's used it, you don't know when they haven't used it. And I mean, it's also, try, and I you don't know where like, they've used it either. Exactly, they could have stuck it in their arsehole and you stick it in someone's regime and they get worms or something. Gross. You don't want that. No. Um, and you can also, if you're having sex with someone, or like one night stand that you hasn't had, I'd say, if you're not in a committed relationship with someone, stick a condom on it. Absolutely. Stick a dental dam on it. Stick some form of protection on and it. And I would also, sorry to butt in, but I would also say, um, if you're in like, a group situation or if you're in like a one night stand situation but you are using a toy put a condom on the toy yes that's what i mean like put a condom on your toy because it keeps it safe and no matter how good you clean it it's still really important to use that protection because it's not 100 percent. and also condoms aren't 100 percent. there's lots of different forms of birth control and contraception i'll probably let you talk about that because i'm not really on any contraception so there are quite a few different ways to have safe sex um some will be applicable to your relationship some will not be applicable to your relationship so obviously you have your standard johnny's rubbers condoms your plastic sheets (laughs) 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 no um you know you can get these free at any sexual health clinic if you go to the doctor and you have concerns about your sexual health, they will also give them to you. If you're still in school or college, they will give them to you. So there's really no excuse to not have a condom. And Yeah, and if someone says a condom doesn't fit them, then their dick is either tiny or they're a fucking stupid person and condoms fit everyone, they have sizes for everyone. And if they're like, it doesn't feel nice, you know what doesn't feel nice? STDs and pregnancies. Yeah, so, yeah, so I... Yeah, I feel very passionate a bit about condoms. Um, and also, check if you're allergic to latex. Please. Because that shit does hurt if you find out the hard way. Did you find out the hard way? I fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> that was one swollen day where I could not sit down. I still don't know if I'm allergic to latex. There's honestly, I don't know how I didn't know because when we used to do science experiments in science, we used to wear latex gloves. My hands used to swell up, and then I just and then you thought you know what latex condoms. And then I told my partner at the time that I was allergic to latex. We so got more latex condoms. I know, and that's when I went on the pill. Um, so the pill is another form of contraceptive. There are so many different types of pills. It doesn't protect you from STDs. It doesn't protect you from STDs, but it does protect you from pregnancy. Um, It's like 99.9% effective if you take it at the exact same time every single night. I have been on my Crogginen, something like that. Yes, I have no idea what that is. I didn't like that one, (laughs) so I changed. And I'm now on Diogestral, which I think is one of the most common ones. Um, But as I say, there are loads and loads of different kinds. And your doctor will be patient with you if it's something that you want to explore because it's it's like anything. There's a perfect pill for everyone, mm. you know? So it's the same with our antidepressants, but that's really depressing. Yeah, while um, I have still haven't found my perfect pill yet. So. Well, I think I have, but it does turn me into really, like, <laughs> like really hyper. So. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe it's not the perfect one, but that doesn't matter um 
Yeah, so you got that. You've also got the coil, which goes up and inside. Your vision. Yes, I don't know what the difference is between the two. The copper one, I think, is like more. It's. I think it causes more issues, and the marina one is it. The copper, I think, itself, like the metal, like stops you from going, and the marina produces like hormones. That's right. And the coil sounds like a really good plan. I really want to get the coil. I I would consider the coil um, if I was. I'm really gonna be taking my pills though because I'm I'm on so many pills that I just I just so I you know I have a routine for my pills and I know exactly when I have to take what one so it doesn't bother me. I think the thing that scares me about the pill is like the side effects because there are so many side effects. There are so many side effects. But there there is apart from condoms unless you are allergic to latex. As I said, there are side effects with everything. Mm. Weight gain is a really common one, and you get that with the implant that goes into your arm and releases hormones. Um, the coil and the pill I gained a lot of weight um, I gained about four stone within like four months when I went on to my first kind of pill and I probably have gone up since then but we're I'm too scared to weigh myself there is nothing wrong with gaining weight I feel great in myself I just don't want to see the numbers but yeah so I gained a lot of weight very quickly um so I came off the pill that was doing that because I was only on that for like six months. And then the one I've been on, the one I'm currently on, I've been on for over two years. And I may, the weight gain has slowed down. I don't think the weight gain has stopped, but it's definitely slowed down. Um, and also my mood swings are a lot better. Mm. That being said, I am on antidepressants. <laughs> so, you don't know. so you never know. Maybe everything's just numbed. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to stop for those reasons, but yeah side effects are really common and they're common because it's hormones it's extra hormones going into your body imagine being on your period or having the hormone level of being on your period all the time that's what it's like i would lose my mind exactly that's why you should not go on the pill that's the one thing i was like i hate periods so much and nobody speaks about periods enough periods menstruation i don't i don't get my period on this pill so i've had a period in over two years i wish i had because whenever i get my period i get really horny and it's like because obviously i'm on my antidepressants and it's like one of the only times where i get the level of horny that i usually get yeah like before i started taking them and i and then i just can't have sex well you can have period sex also that's something we need to talk about period sex is completely normal everyone thinks it's gross as a child like grow up yeah like i think if you want to you do it It, personally i wouldn't it's not for me i've done it how did you find it in a gay relationship it was fine literally when you get wet your period like basically stops really yeah like when you get aroused it pretty much is fine you don't really get a lot of it it's not that bad and um you with gay sex it's easier because you obviously have in penetration then you have um like clitoral stimulation so you kind of go for the if you, you kind of go for the clitoral stimulation if you don't want to insert but like yeah way, it's fine we're running out of recording time but period sex is fine i feel like as i said for like penetration and clitoral stimulation like i think it's really and if you if you because you get really horny on your period and if you want to relieve that, i don't honestly it. if you think i hate men now imagine what i'm like on my period <laughs> I literally get in in especially before my period as well. I'm like everyone with me right now. 
Everyone join in. Just get on me. I don't care who you are or what you look like. Just get on me. We're all having a bit. But literally, I think it's really important that we stop the kind of the mindset of the periods are disgusting because they're not. Yeah. You know what's disgusting? Men. No. (laughs) I also really want to talk about um, the stigma around the HIV crisis. Yes, that's important because this is obviously an LGBT episode. This is not just like... Yeah, so... This is LGBT specific. Even though the LGBT... Not the LGBT crisis. Even though the HIV crisis... There was an LGBT crisis! Oh my god! I'm having an LGBT crisis! (laughs) Um, Yeah, even though the HIV crisis was in like the 70s, 80s, 90s, I definitely feel like it's still massively stigmatised today. And it doesn't just happen between gay men. But obviously it did because they thought they didn't have to use protection because who's going to get pregnant in a gay relationship? No one but HIV. HIV. And it's... That's why it's so important to use a condom and that's why it's so important for people who are HIV positive to not feel ashamed of being HIV positive and to not feel, like, dirty for being HIV positive. You're just a human being. You can now... There is medication there for you to have, like, a fulfilling life. Um, And I think there's a certain type of medication that you can take where, after a certain amount of time taking it, it means that the HIV virus is no longer detectable in your body, so you can't pass it on, mm. which I think is just amazing because... Amazing. still need to wear a condom, but that is You still amazing. need to wear a condom. It doesn't mean it's okay. It's like the morning after pill. It doesn't yeah. mean it's okay to, like, do that to someone, to, like, willingly pass it on knowing you have it. Mm. But it really made me feel quite good about it because I, when I think of HIV, I... People always think about gay people, like, well, it's not just gay people, it's like heroin addicts and and crack addicts. And what I particularly think about is like the mothers in Africa, in like Africa and other third world countries who have been raped and then had a baby. And because she'd been raped by somebody with HIV, her and the baby ended up having HIV. So, you know, this unborn child who being. There's so many different ways you can um, contract HIV and be born with HIV. And that what really upsets me when I look back on the HIV like AIDS crisis, the government didn't do anything. Like, no. The government fucking did nothing so no. because they were gay people and they were they were seen as less than human. And even now, when they give out condoms at schools, at colleges, uh, sexual health clinics, blah blah blah, they always say it's to prevent pregnancies. Because it's cheaper for the NHS to whoops, it's cheaper for the NHS to provide condoms than it is nine months worth of pregnancy, like prenatal care and antenatal care, and I think that's pretty sad because you know what about all the other people that need to wear condoms? And there's still that kind of stigma around sex, and it's it's not for pleasure; it's just for reproduction. When it's it's it is about. The whole thing of sex, it's not just stick it in, stick it out, have a baby. Like, that's a very, <laughs> yeah. like, old... Medieval yeah. way of seeing it. And, like, sex is, so be- sex is a beautiful thing. Sex is a wonderful thing shared between two people. And if you don't want to have sex, you don't have to have sex. And it's not Definitely. to not have sex. If you want to have sex, you can have sex. But, like, the, the thing with AIDS, it was almost like oh, you're putting yourself at risk because you have this lifestyle that's really risky and therefore you deserve to get AIDS. Like, no, that's not how it works. And when the pandemic first started, like, corona time first started, a lot of, like, gay people were like, 
oh my god, can you imagine there being a pandemic and like the government not doing anything about it? Ha ha ha. Oh wait. Yeah. AIDS crisis. Yeah. Literally, no one gave a shit for so long, and yeah. still people struggle with AIDS today, and it's still not spoken about as much. And STDs in general have this stigma around them, and you're not a bad person for getting STD. Yeah. It doesn't make you terrible if you have chlamydia. It doesn't make you awful if you have like gonorrhea. Like it's not bad. Yeah. Thing. And this is why it's so important that we need to talk about protection. Like, not just condoms, like, dental dams. We talk about having that... Dental dams are basically, like, a condom sheet that go over your mouth, so when you give oral sex, or they go over what you're giving oral sex to, it goes over it, and it stop, it prevents bodily fluids coming into contact with mouth and, like, physical contact between skin and mouth. Well, which is really important, because mouth herpes is a thing, and if you get yeah. herpes, it doesn't fucking go away, and you can contract STDs, like, orally, as well as, like genitalia yeah <laughs> and it's so important that these things are pushed in schools and pushed in places because there are there are studies i'm just going on the proper route but there are studies sh- that show yeah. if you talk if you teach abstinence and if you teach not having sex and if you teach saving sex and marriage and sex is only for reproduction then people are more likely to have sex and get pregnant or have sex and get stds or like be raped all that stuff it means it's so vital that we yeah. stop pushing the idea that sex is just between a man and a woman and it's just to have a baby because it's not you're gonna have sex if you want to have sex if you don't want to have sex you don't have to have sex but you're gonna have sex and it's not just for the pleasure of one person or for the pleasure of the other and it's not just to have a baby it's an experience it is wonderful and it can be beautiful it can be a lovely bonding experience between two people and like some people don't need that in their life. Exactly. Asexual people who are still part of the LGBTQ plus community don't want to have sex. They don't have to have sex. And yeah. That is my rant on sex. There we go. <laughs> so I obviously agree with everything you said. And I really think that um I feel like the government or whoever controls the national curriculum for secondary school students really needs to understand that sex is going to happen because hormones are a fucking thing. I mean, do you remember in school, it was almost like a race yeah. as to who could have sex first I or the quickest. I was so ready to have sex with literally everyone. I remember my first female crush, well, not my first, because I've had a lot, <laughs> but my first like secondary school female crush, and I was like, used to like dream about having sex with her, and I was like, oh, I'm like, a horrible person, like, I can't believe I'm dreaming about having sex with a woman, like sex is between a man and man, like, what's going on yeah like that's so, so scary so it's it's gonna happen in the same way that like unfortunately drug addiction happens <laughs> sex, sex is scary i it's i gonna happen. i think it's gonna happen so you need to unfortunately like alcohol addiction and drug addiction it is gonna happen so i'm comparing sex to alcohol addiction no <laughs> i'm comparing sex to it's one of those things that happens in life you're right. Well, Fanny is fully out. That's fine. It's appropriate. Um, it's one of those things that's going to happen. So as long as you equip people with the knowledge and the tools for what they can do when they're in situation. Same with drugs. I really feel like I actually had this cover, like I had this temp teacher for my media A level at one point, And after every lesson, she'd be like, be safe, don't do drugs and always clean the crack pipe. <laughs> Actually, what I say at the end of this podcast, I literally we go stay safe. Uh, every time I leave someone, I'm like stay safe, go do drugs. <laughs> yeah, but it just it used to make me laugh. But now I think actually, always clean the crack pipe. Good advice: stay safe, do drugs responsibly. Exactly, because I feel like 
My auntie always says to my cousins, because my cousin's a bit of a smackhead, she always says, be good, and if you can't be good, be safe. And I think that should be said in every situation in life. Exactly. Be good. And being good also can involve having sex. Mm. Like, I'm not saying it's illegal, like drug yeah, addiction. Right. Like drug taking or anything like that. I'm just saying. It's in. It's like. It's, it's inevitable, but it's like. It's the chances of it happening are more likely than it not happening, yeah. and um, if we need to give the knowledge so that people could do it safely, and yeah, because I I feel like the hero the heroin um AIDS crisis could have been prevented so easily as could the gay AIDS crisis because if they give been given that knowledge and that gay people need to wear condoms as well as straight couples and um heroin addicts need to use a clean needle every single time especially when they're in a group or just get clean not do heroin heroin, but that's not an option um (laughs) that definitely is an option (laughs) No, I'm addicts. No, sorry. No, um, sorry. Once you become a heroin addict, you have to be a heroin addict forever. Yeah. And no, that's you really don't. Diff- heroin addict is really difficult to say. When heroin you addict. Weird voice like I do. Heroin addict. Heroin. Heroin addict. Heroin. She's an addict. <laughs> <laughs> She's a mania. Um, so, yeah, I feel like we need, because the more we don't talk about it, the more we cover it up. People are just going to go out there and, like, fight fight the system because that's what we do as young people we fight the system exactly. and like it's it's it is just you're not broken if you don't want to have sex you are a normal person and it's completely fine. basically what we're saying if you want to have sex do it safely make sure you're responsible make sure you're careful make sure you're looking out for the person you're having sex with because sex is not just a one person thing it's not a one person experience it's a joint experience yeah and if you don't want to have sex don't have sex it's fine i wish i didn't want to have sex i get so much stuff done i'd be so much more focused if i didn't want to have sex you so would if- i literally would i would not be like constantly fantasizing about people 24 7 i'd be great yeah <laughs> i wish i just didn't want to have sex but if you don't want to have sex you don't have to have sex and don't let anyone force you into having sex yeah don't let everyone make you do it too soon don't don't, t- don't let anyone tell you you're doing it too soon or you're doing it too late well I, actually if someone if you're like 10 years old and you're having sex stop yeah that's um, not legal rude, stop it, make sure it's over the age of consent but don't tell it don't let anyone t- tell you that you're doing it too soon or you're doing it too late or you're you're not having sex right or you're not doing it right whatever feels good for you is important and as long as it's consensual between two adults and you're being safe and you're being careful and you're being nice and kind and considerate you're gonna be fine yes and kinks are fine i couldn't have said it better myself we haven't spoken about the bdsm community at all in this okay i feel like we're really underrepresenting a massive part of the okay so are you talking about BDSM in general or BDSM within uh, the LGBT? BDSM in general is the same as BDSM within the LGBT. Okay. Let's be honest. But there are different, like, there's leather daddies and stuff. In the, uh, oh, Rachel is a winter. Yeah. Leather daddy. Um, but there's leather daddies and stuff in the LGBT community. And there's obviously, like, lots of different sectors of LGBT, more LGBT specific kinks. But I'm just talking about, like, kinkiness in general. Yeah. Like, has a little thing like everyone has a little sometimes it's feet and that's disgusting not okay but it's fine to other people like if you want to suck someone's toes just make sure you have a consenting adult and like let them suck your toes like if 
if you want to do something, just make sure the other person is down for it. And if they're not, yeah. don't do it with them. Like, and I feel ultimately, like the, I also feel like the BDSM community in general, like not even just straight and gay, like it's not, it's not represented properly at all. No, like, in Fifty Shades of Grey, it's basically just straight up abuse. And in yes. that new, like. I haven't seen it yet. It's 365 days. Straight up abuse. I haven't seen it's it yet. It's not even it's just abuse. But I watched your rant on it on your personal Instagram. And I was like, do I watch it? It's do I not? I watched it because I was like, this might get me off a little bit. <laughs> I, she was like, I'm not in it for the plot. I'm in it for the sex. <laughs> so I was like, I'll watch it. It might get me off. And then I just got so upset and uncomfortable watching it. I was like, this is disgusting. This is abuse. Like... This poor woman has Stockholm Syndrome. She's being forced to have sex with this man. Isn't but... Stockholm Syndrome where you fall in love with your captor? Yeah, and he, like, doesn't... He, like, captures her. I don't really know the story because I wasn't really focused on that. But he, like, <laughs> captures her. And then he, like, ties her to her bed. Like, chains her to her bed. What? Locks her in a room with him. And she tries to leave and she's like, open that door right now. And then he, like, puts her on the bed. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he chains her to the bed. Has this telescope? Sorry, this is probably very triggering to some people. Has this telescope pole on the train? So her leg. Every time she struggles, her legs open more, right? And he makes her watch him get a blowjob. From who? From a random woman that just turns up. Fucking disgusting. That is a soul and stuff like that. Having that stylist of stuff in pornography and in the media is teaching young boys and young girls and young people in general that that's okay and that kind of behaviour is completely acceptable when it's not and that's not what the bdsm community about the bdsm community about is consent and it's about it's not about love it's about care and kindness and it's about having a fun time as to yes. a consensual adult thank you very much for coming to my TED talk bdsm is great so yeah i don't think i could have said it about myself no i don't know much about that community i sort of know like the basic like 50 shades of grey sort of thing so that's why I'm kind of like leaving this down to you yeah but it's really um, important that like you make sure that you know what you're doing and make sure you research what you're doing before you do it yeah definitely and there are so many we're going to recommend some resources I think we should put some resources up on our Instagram yes I think there's a cat coming in yes come here otherwise a human just folded over that gate <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, but I resources. I definitely think there should be more, not so much like media attention, but a lot more exposure of the BDSM community because I don't know much about it and I think a lot of people don't know much about it. It is just stigmatised by things like Fifty Shades of Grey and it it's broken it, really. It's broken the community and yeah I feel like we can get to a time where we could talk about it in the same way we do like I don't know taking it from behind yeah. <laughs> or licking out someone's booty hole which is really like anyone like literally I feel like it's just come out about like recently I've yeah. probably happened before but now people are just talking about it but licking out people's bum holes I'm not into it I'm not into it if you are you do use this but honestly I could never touch a butthole no, I can't even touch my own. Like, literally, having a shit really gives me anxiety. It's... <laughs> I'm not even going to go there about how I feel when I have a shit. Having a shit really gives me pure anxiety. Why? 
it's just so uncomfortable and weird. Like, it feels like I've dropped, like, 50 pounds after that issue. That's why I feel amazing after oh, it. No. We but joke about it all the time at work. When it's happening, it's like, I just feel so dirty and gross. Do you feel more comfortable having sex than having a shit? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, I feel more comfortable fucking a woman than I do shitting a Yeah, but you would feel more comfortable fucking a woman than doing anything. I would feel more comfortable fucking a woman than editing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I think, um, you know what, do you dare me to fuck a woman? Oh, yes, you do. Okay, bye. Yeah, see you later. <laughs> you don't even have to dare me, I'll do it anyway. Anyway, continue. Um, so, I don't know how long we've spoken for, like over an hour. Over an hour. We're on an hour and 17 minutes now. So, do you want to talk about what you wish you could have told your younger gay self or what other tips you have for young gay questioning queer lesbian bisexual whatever people um what advice would you give them for going into it for the first time because it's so much scarier than straight sex i feel like it is well i think like sex in general is like demonized and it's quite scary like but my advice to my younger self would just be enjoy yourself like don't be so uptight don't be so yeah it's not going to be one way. Like, don't go in with this idea of what's going to be because it's definitely not going to be no. like that. And, like, there's nothing wrong with the way you like sex and the way you want to have sex with someone. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to have sex with somebody who is the same gender as you. Yeah. Or wanting to have sex with somebody who's the opposite gender as you. There's nothing wrong with it. You're not wrong. You're not dirty for being horny at the age of, like, eight. Like, it's not a problem. You're not a bad person. You are normal, and please be safe. Use protection. That's why I'd say to my younger self. I think also some golden rules for straight or gay or whatever sex is just take it slow, communicate, use lube. Communication is so key. Uh, use protection, uh, as in contraception, and also protect yourself yeah. if needed. What would you say to your younger self? Because obviously you have straight sex. You're a very straight person. Well. We learned from the other day when we did another episode that you're not straight at all, but like oh. you would identify more on the straight. Yeah. Spectrum. So what kind, what would you say to your younger self? Like, I would say just don't worry because I feel like the first time you do it, you're so tense and so scared, it actually makes it more painful. Yeah. Because sex is supposed to hurt. That's another thing. Well, it, it, it can. Like <laughs> the first time. But yeah, no, as long as you do things slowly and well lubricated, there's no reason why it should hurt. Um, and if it does, then you need to go to the doctor. And um, if you're having sex with somebody that doesn't, I feel like I'm just keep biting into you. No, do it. Uh, if you're having sex with somebody that doesn't respect your boundaries and doesn't respect like communication and being gentle if you want them to be gentle or being rough if you want them to be rough like if they don't respect that then you shouldn't really be having sex with them in the first place yeah like if they're not like one of like somebody that if you don't feel comfortable having sex with that person you don't have to have sex with them there's no yeah. like something there's no one forcing you to have sex with them if they are forcing you to have sex with them call the fucking please get the hell out of there yeah like those people are sick in the fucking head anyway, yeah continue. and also sex is a thousand one hundred and twenty five percent okay to talk about yes. whether it's with your friends your family if you're brave enough yourself, yourself. Strangers on the internet. No, no don't do that um <laughs> <laughs> like your um sexual health nurse your doctor like your gp 
um, a counsellor at school or college or uni, you know, just it's okay to talk about. They're not going to judge you. They're going to sit there and listen to you and respect you for being so mature for talking about subjects yeah. like that. I feel like I'm really staring at you because I haven't got my glasses on, so I'm just like... We're having a moment, guys. We're friends. With we're not having a moment. I'm about to have a migraine. I need yes, to put my glasses on. No, we're not. Yes, we are, because we are secretly lesbian lovers. This part of the episode around our experiences, so we obviously don't, we're not therapists, we're not informative people. We, we haven't mentioned that yet. We're not therapists. We're not, we're not sex therapists. We don't really know for definite what we're talking about. We're not like, this is just based off our experiences and our like lives and stuff. But we yeah. really hope this helped you. We really hope you enjoyed this instalment. Yeah. Of the gays. Of the gays. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that's a good place to end it. Yeah, if you have any questions or queries or anything, as Beth said, we're not therapists, but if you do feel able to, comfortable to, and you want to, then shoot us a message on Instagram. Where can they find us, Beth? At bb underscore podcast on Instagram. Oh, yes. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook. Oh, um, my God, yes. At, we have Twitter and Facebook now, at Bose Podcast on facebook and at bb underscore podcast on twitter i think yeah um if not we have it on our instagram so just check out our instagram and take it there yep uh we also have tiktok now which yeah. won't TikTok! which TikTok! won't bring you any yeah. advice it but it will bring videos. you joy it'll be funny videos mainly done by me because right doesn't have TikTok, because i'm an old woman um so yeah, it's that TikTok is at Busty Bay's podcast. Yeah, and also if you have anything more private you want to share with us or you want to be more anonymous, then you can always email us at bustybasepodcast at hotmail.com. Yes, and we will be putting up lots of resources of people that definitely talk more about definite, like sensible, reasonable, responsible about safe sex. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're definitely. very clever and educational, more educational than this podcast. So we'll have resources. <laughs> yes. For people who really would support you, if you have any proper questions that we can't answer or haven't been answered through this podcast, yeah, that's up on our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Yeah, definitely. So, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Um, and if you want any like actual sexual health advice, go to your GP. Yes, we, there are so many great sexual health clinics all over the country, and it's really important that you get regularly checked. Yes, for and go for your smear. Exactly. Yes. You know what? Get tested for everything all the time. Because um, <laughs> the NHS silly. doesn't need that money. Exactly. Um, support the NHS and don't vote Tory. Um, also, on this episode, I'll put something at the beginning, but at the end of this, Black Lives Matter, please go support Black Lives Matter. Science yes. Protesting it's stand. not over. It's not over. It will never be over until we have complete equality and Black Lives Matter. So, thank I, you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Don't do drugs. And uh, clean the crack pipe. <laughs> yes, we should actually have that as our little thing now. Stay safe. Don't do drugs. Clean your crack pipe. So much for listening to our Pride theme series. If you stuck by yeah. us through all of our technical difficulties. Oh my god. Um, thank you so much. Please be safe. Yes, absolutely. And come back for a less gay but probably just as annoying episode next week. Woo! <laughs> Goodbye, people. Goodbye. Goodbye.